First things first, a word from our sponsors over at Protein. Oh, oh good. Uh-huh. Hey, guys, it's Jake from Protein. Jake. You know, the only protein mm-hmm. supplement guaranteed to not contain cum, yeah. right? Yeah, glad to see you, buddy. I, You've always got interesting products to, to mm-hmm, that's right 100 percent cum free products right so you yeah. can get your protein get your gains in that's real important but you yeah. know mm-hmm. yeah exactly stick to the protein promise now you guys already know about protein you guys have been enjoying some bro foo mm-hmm. you guys have been getting your gut health in check with your probiotics sure yeah. but i know some of you working men out there you guys are going to lunch you're packing a lunch you're saving some money you're being smart sure but what do you gotta have on that sandwich right you gotta have some processed turkey or hay ham to mm, get your protein mm-hmm. supplements in i think not that's why i'm here to introduce brand new come free broloni <laughs> bro-loni. my broloni has a first name it's n-o-c-u-m you know the song <laughs> yeah. <See you> long. <laughs> my brony has a second name it's n-o-c-u-m <laughs> That's right. The no-cum protein promise uh-huh. extends all the way to our new Broloni semi-processed lunch meat snack. Broloni. I uh, <laughs> I see this. This is an interesting little diversion because normally you're aiming at the 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 fellas that are working out. Now you're trying to sure. you're trying to hit these fellas that they work all day. You know, at a construction site or whatever. They, That's right. They don't need to lift no damn weights. They're they're eating their broloni and then you know putting a roof on a house or whatever. Exactly. Okay. They're getting their gains on the job, but you need your vital proteins, and they need to become free. Well, okay. I know. I know. That's like that's like your company's thing. I, of course. I do have a question about that. Now, did you found this company? I am one of the co-founders, yes. Okay. It was based on principles that me and my bros came up with. <laughs> okay. But I'm not only the owner, I'm also uh, a customer. A comfrey right, customer. Right, right. A comfrey customer. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I, I, I just... Mm-hmm. Was it something you guys had seen like in the market? Like, oh, all these proteins probably have cum in them. Yeah, exactly. They okay. don't say that they don't. Yeah. So we saw an opening... And we dove for it with protein. Now, let me ask you something about the broloni. I'm just going to go on a side tangent here. Because <laughs> baloney is shaped uh, very phallic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. is broloni a big, long dick meat, too? Okay, initially in the meat-forming process, yeah. it is tubular. But right. then we bore a big hole through it. Okay. So it looks, you know, a little more appealing to the bro mind. <laughs> Gotcha. Okay. All right. It's somewhat of a bro nut, if you will. A bro nut. A meat. bro nut of broloni. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> All right. Listen, you've got you piqued my interest. I'm gonna make a broloni sandwich tonight. <laughs> and you're gonna get your vital gains while you listen to the newest installment, Dead and Lovely. Here with the bros with the most. It's me, your good Brody Uncle Ben. And me, your no cum eating pal, Hollywood Steve. <laughs> Guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> and we're here today to be talking about a My Bloody Valentine mm-hmm. from what is it, a 19 and 81? That's right. All right. I got to give credit to where credit's due here. M- myself and my man, Andy Campbell, ACAM 3000. Yeah. 
uh, my drummer and many of the musical pursuits that I do. We came up with uh, quite a new line, yeah, of bro-related products okay. you guys are going to hear about in future episodes aboard uh, Shiprocked 2024, awesome. which we just got back from the other day. So I got to give uh, props where props are due. I think that was a cam invention right there. That's awesome. <laughs> He's got his nose to the ground when it comes to uh, comfrey products from bros. Yeah, yeah. He knows, gains. he knows what the bros are looking for. Yeah, yeah. Baloney, Baloney, for sure. <laughs> We're going to be talking about this movie and diving deep within its bowels, getting down mm-hmm. in the shaft, getting down in the mine with these boys. If you want to get straight on to the movie review portion, there's a timestamp for you in the podcast description. But before we get there... We're going to shoot the shit, mm-hmm. drink a co beer, yep. and uh, talk about our times that we have had. And boy, I have had some times. I tell you, you what, have. I just need to go ahead and open up a co beer. Yeah, me co- too. You want to do that? Yeah, yeah. I, um, you know, I've been trying to theme my beers to the movie, and sometimes that's a little bit tough. Uh, in this case, uh, I got a perfect one for the movie portion, uh, but I didn't know what to do for the second one. I kept seeing they're drinking mm. Moosehead, and I was like, yep, oh, yep, classic. You know, be a good idea to maybe grab a Canadian lager, but you know, we don't, where do you find a Canadian lager? But luckily Mm -hmm. just today came in on the truck at the bottle shop, this great white North Canadian lager, which is a collab between vice beer and bridge and tunnel. And it also, uh, the label is a, is a reference to strange brew very canadian i'm excited all right damn man that's perfect yeah what you drinking on i got myself a big old pint can of a southern grist brewing company Uh right here in knoxville this is their chop it up which is their um let's see here it is a brown ale brewed with lactose coconut hazelnuts and cacao nibs doesn't that sound delightful it does it does uh let me tell you this this tastes like a, a lager that yeah. might, you might get in the northern regions. Now, when you say it tastes like a lager, <laughs> you mean somebody who's been up there chopping trees down yeah, all day, wearing his flannel like, and his toque. Just like the sweat of a lager. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> sweaty man. Yeah, no, this this is uh, this is probably on par with a moose head. Uh, I gotta imagine that this is what moose head tastes like. I've never had it. <laughs> I don't know that I have either, now that I think about mm-hmm. it. Hmm. They also drink Schlitz um, in the movie, which I have. Oh yeah, had, they have so. some Schlitz in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is interesting. It is it is a brown ale. Okay, but it does have a very strong coconutty presence to it. It's it's like vaguely chocolatey sunblock ish, oh, which okay. I don't mind. Yeah, a little bit on the sweet side though. Yeah, all right. Yeah, that's what I would say that is my one complaint of this lager is it's a little too sweet for me. Mm. But it's We're good. just sweet enough as it is. That's true, man. I'm over here, uh, you know. Uh, basically giving people diabetes. Oh, look out. Yeah. Damn, look at Wilford you. Brimley feared me. Oh, yeah? <laughs> he did. He, he'd be like, don't come over here, you son of a bitch. Oh, man. Yeah. Cold as ice, mm-hmm. man. Cold as ice. It's a little bit cold here in Tennessee, especially considering I just got back from a cruise to the tropics yeah. over on Shiprock uh-huh. 20 and 24. Hit the high God seas. Damn. Yep. Yes, we did. We hit the high seas. We had a wild time. We had 
a bit of turbulence. It was such a cruise that, in fact, it was newsworthy. <laughs> it, landed, it landed on the news a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I tell you guys about that. Is it was it on the news because they were like, "Oh, uh, ship has so much rock on it that it, it's great." Is that it? I mean, in a sense, the ship was rocking okay. to historic levels. That is not entirely incorrect. We uh, we left amidst a sudden tropical storm with a tornado warning at uh-huh. the port. Very fun. Yeah. Good start to a trip. And, uh, you know, I was playing with the Andy Wood Trio, and I was also playing with the Stowaways, which is the once-a-year super group comprised of various members of all the bands that are on the cruise. Uh-huh. A lot of fun to be part of the core band for yeah, that. that's awesome. Pretty big honor to get to play with some amazing players. And um, we got all the way down to Jamaica. Ocho Rios, Jamaica. Okay. Ported. We let about two-thirds of the boat off. And um, I was I was sleeping late. I had a show the night before, so I was very, very, very asleep. I woke up at about 11.30 to the sound of emergency drills over the intercom. Okay. <laughs> Opened the hallway door to uh, see crew of the ship literally running up and down the halls in life jackets. Oh, that's good. That's what you want to see. And... Uh, Angel of Death by Slayer was playing over the intercom, too, which made it okay. extra calming. <laughs> now, this was really very precautionary stuff. Like, it, you know, they, they really do run a tight ship over there. They're just taking every precaution. Uh-huh. Everybody was fine. But basically what ended up happening is after we ported in Jamaica, there was extreme sudden winds from a tropical storm that made the boat start to a rocket and it smacked oh. into the pier. It like uh, damaged the boat on the exterior and cracked the port a little bit, which is pretty Whoa. insane. Yeah. So we had to uh, we had to undock and float around until the wind subsided enough to where we could dock again. So that means that everybody that was on the island just kind of stayed on the island. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> they had a little Gilligan's Island situation, except a little Gilligan's it was Island a it was situation. very much a habited island, and they could probably just you know stay at a place. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. It's like, you know, I, I know that it sounds crazy, yeah. but like I talked to so many people that were on the island, both uh, just passengers as well as other musicians that were there. Uh-huh. Everybody had a good time that I talked to. They were like, yeah, it was cool. We found some jerk chicken and weed. It was awesome. It's like, well, dude, there you go. I wish I was there. Yeah. That sounds awesome. It's probably way better than being on a boat out on the sea, but just dealing with high winds. Oh, dude, I mean, dude, the boat was rocking so hard, man, in those winds. Uh, it's good to know that I apparently don't get seasick. I think if I was oh, prone to seasickness, well, it would have happened that day. For sure, that. yeah. That seems like the prime time for seasickness to appear. No kidding, man. The pools on the top deck were sloshing Oof. over and stuff. It was really intense. But they managed to uh, to get to an empty dock later on in the day and get everybody back on board. And like I said, spirits were high. Like everybody was just kind of like, "That was weird, huh? Crazy." <laughs> anyway, back to the music. Well, there you it go. was. Uh, it was honestly like everybody took it as an opportunity to make some unique memories, and it was fun. And that's just how that's just how Shiprock is, man. Like it really is a big community of people that are just there to have a great time and let loose and listen to some bands and shit once a year. Really wonderful, super appreciative, great people that I look forward to seeing every year. And the the crew of the boat and the crew working for Ask for Entertainment like could not have been more professional. They're always on top of it, super pro. Uh, really, really, really amazing time. So I just saw those headlines that were like, you know, 
uh, Caribbean cruise ship leaves passengers in Jamaica. And it's like, dude, like that is the utmost of hype news, man. It really was not that big of a deal. Mm. Well, it's a good time. I don't know if I'm going to believe you because uh, okay. the fake news told me that it was real bad and they had to leave them Uh-oh. people there. And now they have to be Jamaicans. They can't even okay. come back to America. Okay. Somebody told the truth is out. That's then, out huh? there. <laughs> The truth is out. Damn it, man. I was hoping I could cover it up. I'm deep they, in their pockets. They you know? came to you, yeah. The the Illuminati. They were like, we're going to be real naughty here, and we're going to tell Ooh. people a lie about this boat. <laughs> well, I'm here to be the Illuminati and tell you <laughs> it was a good old time. That's awesome. <laughs> it was great, yeah. man. The shows went really well. I uh, I went into the entire thing, as I mentioned last week, just way lower stress level, right. way uh-huh. less anxiety worry about the entire thing uh definitely have like therapy to thank for that for sure I mean, right there are some things that i talked about with my therapist that really put my mind at ease and mm-hmm. uh what do you know shit works <laughs> you told your therapist Shocking. hey sometimes i'm stressed and your therapist said don't be and you were like all right then yeah pretty much <laughs> i mean it was just like you're really good at music like honestly yeah. like you should just not big, stress about that <laughs> well like the big phrase that she that she like pointed out to me that just really clicked with me and made sense is you know i kind of explained that yeah you know usually with these kind of gigs i get real stressed out the week before i'm trying uh-huh. to cram the set list in as much as i can and practice as much as i can and you know i just kind of have these worries about stuff uh-huh and she's like you know were those worries made by you or a younger less experienced version of yourself right and I'm like, yeah, not me right now, who's super experienced and really good at music. Right. I didn't make those habits up. Exactly. Yeah. And it really stuck in my head. I was like, damn, that is a really helpful thought. It's like anytime I have those feelings, I have to ask myself, is this me right now making up this thought and behavior pattern, or is that a younger, less experienced version of me? Man. Interesting stuff. Well, there you go. That's, I mean, that's, that's a good breakthrough. I'm glad that paying five cents to Lucy turned out well for you that's right man yeah. she still won't let me kick out football <laughs> worth a shit he's a real bitch about that <laughs> keep me down keep me down but the good is outweighing the bad there so nice it was great huge thanks to everybody who kept the wheels turning on that that's uh, awesome. I, I hope to see everyone again next year it looks like that's a surefire thing so hopefully we'll do it again and uh make some more memories <laughs> yeah it's awesome <laughs> it was though it was a really 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 great time man Man, I have not been up to anything as as interesting as that. Just watch. Well, a few you things. can't compare. I mean, it doesn't do any good to compare. Okay? Right? It's not a comparative game here. I did watch Titanic. No, I didn't. Ooh, <laughs> that would have been real shitty of me. You're out on a big boat, and I'm just like, let's just watch boat movies. <laughs> Speed two, cruise control, Poseidon adventure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but we did, we did get up to watching a few things. Uh, watched a little Zach and Mary make a porno. I love that movie. I yeah, have such a soft spot for that one, man. I think it's really underrated. Do you like that one? Yeah, it's fun. I enjoyed it. It's funny. I uh, yeah. hadn't seen it in a long time. Uh, so yeah, it was enjoyable. Uh, watched Slaughterhouse Rock with the Screaming Chat crew. Uh, I know that one. Yeah, I don't remember anything that happened during it. I wasn't really paying attention, but... It did make me come up with the idea of Scotter House, a Scothy horror movie. Hup, 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 hup. Yeah, that'll show Renfield. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Everybody loves Scott in this movie. Yeah, but they keep getting you know slaughtered 
by Ska in some way. I don't know how Ooh. I don't know how it'll work, but Scotter House, just look at. I think it. that there's there, there's like a trombone. Oh, for sure, that, a trombone's going to decapitate somebody. Decapitate yeah. someone? Yeah, yeah. Or maybe like slashes their belly open and their guts fall out, and oh, then the yeah. evil trombonist is like, "Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up." <laughs> okay, that's really good. You know? I like that. Yeah. All right, sounds good. <laughs> uh, we watched Back to the Future Part Two and Three. And oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a controversial statement. My Uh-oh. favorite Back to the Future is Part Three. No, that's your favorite one. That's my favorite. And here's the Western why. One? Here's why. Back to the Future One. That's the pilot. That sets up the whole idea. Back to the Future Two. They go right back to the well for water. It's like, wait, you just did this story. Back to the Future Three is what. An, a, a beautiful Back to the Future franchise would be. It would be Doc and Marty going to different situations, solving problems, and picking up new cool stuff. Like Rick and Morty. Yes! Exactly! <laughs> Which is what... Hmm. It's like part two miss... like Because they it, it feels like they wanted to go safe with a sequel, so they wanted it to be so much like the first one. And I don't even I'm not even mad at that. I like the meta silly weird elements of it. But that is like a part 4 or 5 in a franchise. Part 3 should be part 2. I feel like. Hmm. And then okay. the, part right. 3 should be a, a different movie where they do a different adventure and then maybe part 4 or 5 you have your little meta adventure where you go back to some things. That's interesting. Anyway, okay, okay. Uh, but I, I love the original Back to the Future. I'm not saying that Back to the Future Part 3 is a better movie, but I enjoy Back to the Future Part 3 the most. Hmm. I, I got to watch it again. It's been a long time. It's not, There's not a ton about time travel. It really is more of a Western. <laughs> <laughs> so, nice. That's fun. Uh, we watched Hell House LLC 2, the Abaddon Hotel on the old oh. uh, Ice Cream Sunday. And, um, boy, it sucked. It sucked really bad. Oh, man. It was, it was a suck, huh? It was hard to watch. Uh, we also watched Waiting. Uh, That's like the waiter movie, right? Right, yeah. Anybody who's ever served tables, of course, will fully relate to Waiting. Maybe if you've served tables in more recent years, you might not relate to the heavy use of several terrible words. But <laughs> <laughs> everything... Everything else, everything else terrible about the people in the movie is accurate to the job, so it's fine. Like, you know, and, and in fact, them using all those terrible words or whatever is very much true to that scene in that time. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's of a very specific time. <laughs> it's very, very specific time. Uh, it's basically a prequel to the bear, right? I mean, everybody's all about the bear right now. And this yeah. is basically the lead up to yeah, it. Yeah, it is. So, does that dude ever pull out his dick and balls? I don't feel. <laughs> I don't know. I've not watched that. I, I haven't either. Out. Maybe that's like. I gotta know. Maybe that's episode one, scene one. Cut. Yeah. Like, dick and balls. Fade out. in on a, a young man with his dick and balls out in a kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> and see. Yeah. Uh, and then we, we also watched Dirty Work last night, which I uh, hadn't seen in a long, long time. That's like Norm MacDonald? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. I've not watched that in forever. How is it? Uh, it's got some real funny moments, but overall, it's just meh. Um, yeah, it's, it's just one of those 
things on looking back on it, it's like, yeah, I mean, you got a lot of Norm jokes in there. There's a lot of, like, jokes throughout that are funny, but I don't feel like it uh, is ever funny enough throughout to, like, warrant going back to it. But, uh, you know, watching it again, I was like, there were things I remembered about it, so I was kind of expecting those, and then a few things that I had completely forgot that caught me off guard and were very funny. <laughs> so that, <laughs> that was fun. But it, again, it, it, it felt a little just like, eh, to me, I've seen far more funny comedies since then. And, and going back now, to it, it's just like, eh, whatever. Correct me if I'm wrong. Does uh, it have a scene where somebody is like doing a drive by mooning and then the yeah. person driving just stops the car? Yeah, it's very funny. Yeah. Uh-huh. I remember laughing my ass yeah, off. Yeah, it's so part, funny. That being the yeah. funniest part. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing is, there's so many like just funny gags, you know. But it's the movie itself. I, I can't even say I remember what happened. I think there's a surgery involved. It's kind of it's kind of like Hot Rod. <laughs> hmm. There's a dad who needs a surgery. Okay, classic tale. Yeah. Tales old as time. Yeah. So yeah, that's what we've been watching. What you been watching on? Dude, it sounds crazy because I had such a uh, you know action-packed week there on Shiprock, right. but I actually had time to watch quite a lot of oh, stuff because going into this, because I was so you know laid back and blasé about the uh, practicing and getting everything prepared, we actually went out and saw another movie that same week, dude. We decided just to just have a romp and fun good time and watch... The Zone of Interest. Whoa. What, huh, what is this? The Zone of Interest? What is yeah, that? Yeah, okay. So it's up for a bunch of Oscar hype and stuff. It is one of the most bleak movies I have probably ever seen. It is okay. a movie about an SS officer oh. whose family's home, basically Auschwitz, is in their backyard. Oh, boy. And, dude... It is incredibly powerful and just soul-crushing. It, it's one of those movies, dude, that... Kay was describing it. It's like one of the scariest movies where you never actually see anything. Like, there's basically no scenes of violence, torture, genocide. Like, there's uh-huh. really nothing. It's just the ordinary, in-and-out daily life of this SS officer's family... And then you'll see, like, you know, the smokestacks in the background. Or you'll hear an officer shoot a gun Mm. and shit like that. Like, while I was watching the movie, I was actually quite bored. You Mm. know, it's not like a lot happens. It really is just, like, the span of several months in this family's life and nothing really interesting happens. But then, after the movie was over with, it really stuck with me because... It was all about how just ordinary this shit was. Huh. Just how ordinary. Like, it's like, th- this shit was like, oh man, it's fucking grim, dude. It's so boring and just so mundane for this guy to go in and clock in at work. And it's yeah. like, oh, you've got a sales meeting with this company that's going to build some new ovens. Yeah. You got to go to a meeting about that. It, this was just clocking into work for these people. And it really was like that. I mean, this was just, it wasn't all. Hitler laughing maniacally at a podium and, you know, super villain shit like you saw in, um, uh, uh, fuck, what was the Tarantino movie? Inglorious Bastards. Inglorious Bastards, yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that. It really was just people clocking in for a job because an entire nation lost their fucking minds for a little while. 
Uh, <laughs> the absolute just tedious boredom of the entire thing was pretty soul crushing. Yeah. Woof. Yeah, that doesn't Woof. sound fun at all. It's not. It's really, really not at all. It was incredibly powerful. I mean, it's definitely, definitely stuck with me. Um, so that was not fun, uh-huh. but it was very good. <laughs> and then the cool thing was on Shiprocked, you know, they do like a different theme every year. And this year, the theme I was very excited about because it was classic horror. Oh, okay. It was all vampires and Frankensteins and uh, Black Lagoon creatures and so on. Movies so that all you of, love like, the, and watch all the time. All the time. Uh-huh. But here's the thing. <laughs> every night they showed a midnight movie in the theater that was on board the boat. Uh-huh. And it was all shit that I love. Oh, Okay. So we caught the Lost Boys. Uh, What's uh-huh. up? It rules. All right. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So fucking good. They showed Devil's Rejects one night. Okay. Wow. Dude, still holds up, man. Yeah, I, I need to rewatch it, though. It's not a thing that I ever rush to rewatch. <laughs> it's not exactly fun. No, but it is. It is. Yeah, it's good. It is really, really good. Yeah. Oh, man. Otis Driftwood is just a goddamn devil. Yeah, Holy for sure. moly. Grim, dude. Uh, they showed the Night of the Living Dead remake that Savini did. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Pretty cool. Tony uh, Todd in there, uh-huh. man. Represent. That was good. And uh, we also watched part of the Texas Chainsaw remake. Mm. It's okay. It's it, all right. Meh. Yeah. We've never done it on the show, have we? No. It's... Uh, it's uh, oh, no. We just did three. So we, we still three. have four. But then that would be next on the list. Uh, yeah. And I'd like to do it. I'd absolutely like to do it. Yeah. It's fine. It's not like great or anything. Right. But yeah, it's all right. Yeah. And uh, the day that I got back, I got in late. And then the very next morning, Kate had a, a, a quick girls trip on the books. So she left early in the morning. And I had a whole day just to be a man by myself. Oh, I, went yeah. out, I cooked some dinner on the engine block. Right. Like you do. <laughs> like you do. You probably had a chicken dinner late at night. Mm, you yeah. know how men are. Yeah. Probably out getting a chicken dinner. Out that was me. Dinner. And uh, I decided to have myself a little theme of movies kind of by accident. I didn't even realize I watched two movies that are all about people that ain't teachers pretending to be teachers. Oh, okay. Let's hear it. I watched the Ding Dong School of Rock. What a treasure. Awesome. What a treasure that movie is. Yeah, love Jack Black. Man, it's so uplifting. Mm -hmm. And he really just has a way of making those kids feel fucking cool and show them the joys of rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah, he's it, it. It really is great, and he he's awesome. And and I, you know, because like, we just watched Nacho Libre kind of recently and stuff, and we had watched that Jumanji movie. He's just a treasure. Love that Jack. Black. He is. Yeah. Yep. As far as I know, I've never heard any like bad stories about the guy. He just seems like a winner. Yeah, just a just a sweet man. A1, dude. Mm-hmm. So I decided to continue my fake teacher romp after that and watch goddamn Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> it's not a tumor. Who is your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> <laughs> dude, still a delight, that movie is. It is so fucking great, man. Yeah, all right, right. Um, Had a good time with it. Forgot that it gets kind of brutal yeah, the, there say, at the end. Doesn't it have a really brutal ending? I can't really remember. It kind of does. Yeah, yeah it kind of does. I had totally forgotten about it, but it kind of gets you know police drama actiony there at the end mm-hmm. and is a little bit rough. Yeah, 
Well, I mean, it's real cute seeing uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger talking to kids. And that was what they put in, like, the commercials and stuff. <laughs> but then yes. the movie's like, I'm going to be a cop drama at the end. Yeah. What? You got to do some cop drama in there somewhere. And they do. <laughs> Still a great flick, though, yeah. man. Really, really enjoyed that one. That's so good. I actually have t- had time to watch a thing or two. Yeah. And uh, there's a couple things in the theaters I'm wanting to go watch here soon oh, as yeah. well. Man. Yeah. I really hope you get to go see Poor Things before it's out of theaters. Yeah, we were talking about that. We were talking about uh, seeing that. And also, I know Lisa Frankenstein's coming out not too oh, distant yeah. future. I'm mm-hmm. interested in that. I watched. She is Conan as one I'm dying to watch. Yeah, I, I I definitely interested in that several movies that are coming out. There's some good stuff out there. I'll tell you what. And one other flick I watched this week. It was a My Bloody Valentine. Well, I watched that one too. We are talk about Whoa. that. Oh, did you notice that it was Canada? <laughs> it was Canada. It's very Canada. Whoa! Uh-huh. It was so Canadian, man. It got me thinking about how maybe I've got a little Canadian in me. Maybe we explore that in the Preview Palace. Welcome to the Preview Palace, eh? Sorry. Sorry. Sorry Are we about doing that. It right? Sorry about that. We're doing it right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Now, I need to know if maybe my intuition is correct. I am not actually a boy from Tennessee. Oh? I'm actually a man from Canada and I was adopted. I felt this way my whole life. Oh, my whole wow. Life. You know what they they call that a changeling. Yeah. yeah. That might be me. When you know my attachment to, a, to Getty Lee. A Canadian baby, you might be. Mm-hmm. You might baby, you it's possible that Getty Lee is your father. It very well could be. You he know? has a similar hair to me. So there you and go. I love playing bass. Well, I there love you are. playing the bass. Wait, sing right now. Just sing something. Tom Sawyer, he gets high on okay, you. Listen. Oh my God. What happened there? Yeah. That's just my singing voice. I've always Your had natural it. singing voice is a Getty Lee singing voice. All right, then. All right. Singing Rush lyrics, no less, man. Uh-huh. Just saying. <laughs> Maybe I am actually Canadian deep down. I need to know exactly where in Canada I'm from, Steve. Yeah, I'd like to know that too, honestly. Mm-hmm. Who can we consult about this? Well, I, you know the hottest thing on the internet right now it's uh it's buzzfeed.com maybe they love of it. it you know the what kids, people love man. people love internet websites they go mm, to they websites, love websites all the time mm-hmm. they love the dot coms dude they love you, that they go from tiktok to their dot coms this uh-huh. is what the kids are doing now man i don't understand it but i'm just trying to stay relevant yeah they also love quizzes nothing yeah. more popular than a quiz right now and so we are going to consult, consult the witches and wizards over at BuzzFeed.com to find out where exactly we're from in Canada. Well, we better consult Cat Angus oh. from the BuzzFeed coven. Excuse me, staff. Right. Yeah, yeah, staff. Totally not witches. Sure, mm-hmm. not a coven at all. <laughs> well, we got a couple of questions to answer to find out where in Canada we might be from. Yeah, now, it's got us a picture of somebody pouring a can. It's a dark-colored cola into a cup. Uh-huh. Steve, what is this called? Is it a pop, a sody, soft drink, or something else? Well, I mean, I'm from the South, so it's something else. But I do say soda, so I'm going to say soda. Okay, I'm going to go with something else, because when you say it's something else, it's Coke. It's Coke. Yeah. That's a Coke. Everything is a Coke when uh-huh. you're in the South. 
Yeah. Uh, next, I, I think a lot of these are just, what is this called? And then it's a, yeah. a picture. <laughs> what is this called? And then it has a warm winter hat. Mm-hmm. Do yeah. you call mm-hmm. that a toque, a beanie, a hat, or a stocking cap? Well, the problem is, I call it a toboggan. I always call that a toboggan. Yeah, that's, and that's, that's not that's an option right here. Uh, way, yeah. Maybe I just call it a hat. I guess it's yeah. probably the closest option I've got there. I I call it a beanie, though I did grow up calling it a toboggan as well. Yeah, <laughs> totally, man. Now, now my wife, she calls it a beanie. Okay, I just don't like to say that. I don't like how that sounds. Beanie. It's just too much E-E. You know? Oh, yeah. Not for me. A lot of E in there. Yeah. And you hate E. Not for me. It's just... I'm just not a fan. I got them <laughs> all over my name. They're everywhere in there. If, ah, I'm infested. If there's an E in a song, you just don't play it. No. Uh-uh. Skip nope. that one. I'm out. Uh-huh. I'm out of here, man. All right. Now, what is this called? <laughs> it looks like a sweatshirt. It's got a, a, a hood, hood apparatus right. on top of it. Now, are we looking at an Udi, an ooted sweatshirt, a bunny hug? What the fuck is that? Or something else? What do you call on that rig? A hoodie. Yeah, that's a bunny a hug. Bunny hug. Listen, they're Canada, making that up, right? That's is that a thing? The cutest name, honestly. It is adorable. It is adorable. I'm say if that's um, real, I might start calling it that. <laughs> Now, I'm going to answer something else, because yeah. sometimes whenever I see this, which is a non-zipped type hoodie, oh, I'll right. call that a pullover. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't like these types of hoodies. It's got to have a zipper for me. I'm too You sweaty. want the zip? Yeah, I got to have the zip. Man, I, I like a pullover type rig. The, the, the zippy kind, I wear them all the time, uh-huh. but you do get that weird sweatshirt boner when you sit down with them zipped up. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> okay. I just am never in a situation where I'm confident enough that I'm not going to want to rip that shirt off. Mm, Ever. Mm. Yeah, they're harder to hulk out on, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How is this word pronounced, Ben? T-O-R-O-N-T-O. Oh, okay. All right. All right. We've got Toron- Toronto, mm-hmm. Toronto, Toronto, Chirona. Tur- my Sharona? My Sharona, what? yeah. Now, okay. I have some Canadian friends, and uh-huh. they have all told me Toronto is the way you really do say it. Okay. Now, myself, left my own devices, I would say Toronto. Yeah, me too. Toronto. That's that's, that's how I say it, Toronto. Yeah, but <laughs> Toronto is yeah. really more like how I think you're supposed to say Toronto. Okay. Well, I, I mean, I get that. We uh, do come from Knoxville, uh, and right, right oh. south of there, you got Marvel. M A R Y V I L L E, Marvel. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> so That's I understand right. when you don't say all the letters of the city you live in. Hell no. <laughs> all right, Steve. What do you call these items? We got some forks, some spoons, some knives, all kinds of things you might use at the dinner right. table. Mm-hmm. Is that a cutlery? Okay. A silverware? Right. Utensils? Uh-huh. Or something else? I think I say silverware. I think that's what I always heard growing up. Yeah, that's what I say, too. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've ever called it cutlery. That no. seems strange to me. Yeah. I'm also answering silverware, just because that's, that's yeah. just being honest. 
what do you call this part of a roof? And it's it's the little gutter there with with uh, leaves in it. I call it a gutter, obviously. The yeah. <laughs> the options are eaves trow, what rain gutter, trench, <sighs> something else. Rain gutter, as opposed to what other kind? I don't know. I would just call it a gutter. Yeah, just gutter. Is yeah. what I'm going to say something else because I just call it a gutter. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. That's an obvious. So you, are you going with something else or rain gutter? I'm going with rain gutter. I'll just pretend okay. that's what I say. Now, up here, we got ourselves a nice little snowy uh, wood structure uh-huh. that you might go to and visit. It looks very nice and picturesque. Do we call this a cabin, a chalet, mm-hmm. a cottage, camp? We have more options on this one. Yeah. A bungalow or something else. What do you call that? Uh, I would call that a chalet. Right? Yeah. It looks Gatlinburg-esque, so I'm going to yeah. go chalet. Yeah. Right? It that, just sounds right. That is, yeah, we probably call it that specifically because that's what they call them in the mountains here, a chalet. Yeah. So. A chalet. Yeah. It's more fun to say. Yeah. I'll go with cabin just to change it up. I might call that a cabin. Sure. You know, if it wasn't snowy, I'm like, that's a cabin right uh-huh. there if I ever seen one. Uh-huh. This next one has got me just flummoxed. Have you ever used this piece of slang, skookum? What the fuck is that? Um, S-K-O-O-K-U-M. Skookum, I barely know him. Oh, you know what this is? This is when you come at school. Skookum. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. School, school come. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. I okay, have not I used mean, that. <laughs> I was homeschooled. Oh, so you did that probably all the time. Yeah, so I did technically come at school several times. <laughs> it might have been part of an after-school project, but or maybe a during-school project. Could have been. I was a young man. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, when the, when the urge hits, you just got to go with it. All right, so maybe I guess by default I have used school come before. <laughs> yeah. That makes all the sense of the world to me. I guess so. <laughs> all right, Steve, what are these called? We got a picture of some white drawers right uh-huh. here. Briefs. Mm-hmm. Ginch. Oh. What the fuck? Gooch. Serious? Uh, tidy whities Uh-huh. Gaunch. Uh-huh. I've never heard of that before. Gaunch, but I kind of like that. Uh-huh. Or underwear. What do you call them things? Uh, I, I would call those tidy whities yeah, that's old tidy white rig uh-huh. right there. I'm gonna call that a brief. It is a I'm brief. I think I've got to call it a brief. Gaunch. I'm curious uh, yeah. now as to what the fuck that is. Yeah, well, our Canadian listeners are gonna have to explain some of these things. To us. Yeah, we might be saying terrible shit. <laughs> Ooh, I didn't even think yeah, about that. Yeah, Canadians oh, no. might be like, did he just say the G word? <laughs> <laughs> oh no. All we right. know not what we say. What? Okay, so now there's a picture of a fella writing into a bound uh, uh, stack of paper, and it says, what is this called? Notebook or scribbler? What? That's a good old-fashioned notebook right there. Ain't no other word for that. That's a notebook, guy. Come on now. That's a notebook, fella. Come on now. Uh-huh. As I click these answers, more questions start appearing. I yeah. thought this was short. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just getting more and more questions. It keeps going longer and longer. Okay. Um, a wet floor is slippery or slippy? It's slippery. Slippy? Really? That's that's some British nonsense, isn't it? Slippy is a frong. Uh-huh. <laughs> slippy the frong. So, All right, man. That was our last one. Dude. We got it. our results. Yeah. 
I'm I'm from Quebec, Ben. You're a Quebecer, huh? You probably could tell, uh, you know, because of my uh, partially French accent. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Wee, oui, wee. Oui. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. I noticed that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Well, now it all comes together, dude. <laughs> yeah, I also love Pepsi. Um, I don't know anything else about Quebec. Oh, that uh, I, I, I love the Just for Laughs Festival. Oh, boy. You actually do know more about Quebec than I do, like a lot more. So <laughs> oh, great! All right, <laughs> I guess you're on to something there. Where are you from, man? Dude, apparently, if I want to go to the place of my actual ancestorhood, uh-huh. I need to get up to a British Columbia, man. Get up okay. to BC is where I need to be, man. Uh-huh. Yeah, BE in BC. You know, I I currently live not too far. I'd say from there that's true and you know what i do see an awful lot of folks walking around looking kind of like you so so hunky yeah a lot of hunky fellas out here uh and and uh, all carrying around guitars every single one of them oh man that's my kin that's my people obviously they they all say that they're like i'm looking for my kin Mm -hmm. i like dinosaurs and sharks yeah, I need to go find them. Exactly. I guess. Do they like vampires? They, like vampires they do. Up there? They tend to like vampires. They're like they no them. garlic for me because I love vampires. I, know, I love garlic. Oh, no, they're wrong okay, about that. Yeah, yeah. That's where we differ. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I need to get up on up there and uh, learn what some of these fucking words mean. Absolutely. <laughs> Skookum. Skookum. Really? Get out of here. Well, there sure was a lot of Canadian things in uh-huh. the subject of today's episode of My Bloody Valentine. This is a, what, 1981 joint, yeah? 1981, that's right. Um, that's a year you was a born. Uh-huh, this one, this is older than me by by many months, but um, it's, uh, this is a movie that I saw back in the day, of course, um, and we were, of course, upset when we watched it, and there were no boobies. Ugh. I know. It's a booby-free movie. Booby-free movie. But, you know, <laughs> it does have all the other slasher tropes that you're looking for. Um, and if you do see the unedited version, great gore. Otherwise, uh, you know, yeah. not a lot of stuff is shown. But if you see the... the, the uh, uh, I guess it's more recent cut. I think it came out in like 2009. That okay. I brings sure, back yeah. about three minutes of stuff that was cut before by the produ- producers in the MPAA. And it really improves things. You got to watch some of those um, in like a YouTube video, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. The cut that I watched didn't have a lot of the gore in there yeah and as a result it was just kind of a somewhat tame yeah. very late 70s feeling slash yeah. i was like yeah this is fine i don't really see what all the fuss is about and right. before we started recording i went on youtube and i found all of the scenes that were lost that they restored and you know there's there's like some additional nasty grubby film grain on them like it looks way more grindhouse when it shoots sure. to those yeah. restored scenes uh-huh. but man it is like some savini level nasty shit it's very impressive like i'll put it this way with those gore scenes in there this movie is at least at the level of let's say the prowler to me oh yeah i would agree with that yeah this is definitely on a level with the prowler and 
I, you know, we'll do the Prowler at some point. It's like, you know, uh, the the Prowler has those great Savini effects and has a similar story of, uh, you know, a person getting revenge, etc. But it's also just like, just like this movie where I'm like, at times, I don't care about the story at all. I'm no, just not no, Or the characters. Like, or the characters, no. yeah. I like uh-uh. the party kid characters. I like them. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, except for that one that keeps you know doing the pranks and shit i hate that one yeah is that the guy that's howie uh, oh the, the guy that yeah yeah howie yeah 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 don't care for him at all he reminded me a lot of that guy from friday the 13th part three right uh, yeah. totally agree yeah pretty similar character yep yeah though this one has a lot more confidence than that guy that one was like uh, he was like the incel type guy where he's like, oh, yes. I guess nobody wants to fuck me, even though I do all no. my cool pranks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This guy's at least more likable than that. Right. Right. But yeah, you're yeah. right. Like there's so many of the kid characters and stuff that it's just like hard to even care about what's happening with them. There really is a, a like all the kids going to the party, I think is like over 10 different characters that we're paying attention to wow along with the three main characters <laughs> and then this Damn. whole side plot with the mayor and the the sheriff and and all that other stuff going on like it man they're just going all over town overacting the fuck out of they it. sure Those two are. are over the top dude. <laughs> they sure are it has like this movie definitely like you know at the time critics said it you know a halloween ripoff and i think that's just lazy because it rips off so many other things it doesn't just rip <laughs> off halloween that's the easiest target to say it's ripping yeah, off. yeah just because halloween had come out three years before but it's like this rips off friday the 13th way more than it rips off halloween to me there's like uh what's his name crazy ralph type character uh part That's of right, the movie yeah. happens on friday the 13th like part of it does yeah. yes there's there's so much to it that like you know the the harry character which is actually um tj or not tj axel, axel. um mm-hmm. is, is much more of a jason like intimidating presence than the michael myers surprise presence you know Mm-hmm. But yeah. it is, of course, still just like so many other slashers. It's escaped, uh, you know, supposedly escaped mental patients uh, out for revenge or out to continue their their killing or whatever. So I see why you'd you'd go Halloween there, but it really does yeah. feel more Friday the Thirteenth to me. Yeah, it really reminds me of that other movie that's an 80s slasher that takes place on a significant day where someone <laughs> escapes from a mental institution yeah. to seek revenge on people and start killing like, a bunch of teenagers. Literally every slasher. Like to, it's all of them. The yeah. fact that Prom night. Like movie critics saw one movie. They saw Halloween and were like, oh, okay, I like that one. All the others are ripping it off, though, and it's like... There were so many movies about people escaping mental institutions and killing people before Halloween. <laughs> Isn't it really weird that like there was this thing in the cultural zeitgeist about you know how dangerous people escaping from mental institutions was, and then Reagan is like, "Fuck that shit, defund it." <laughs> well, that was exactly the what was going on at the time. You know, the debate about like mental institutions and stuff. 
and about we like, need them well i mean you know the the way that they were handled uh for the longest time of course was we don't need that yeah bestial it was horrendous very yeah yeah horrendous. but we certainly need uh mental health care for, for yes that's everyone. what i meant yeah exactly yes. and that is that's yeah that's exactly what this is playing into at the time was debates about that and i think that like yeah it's it seems like really kind of just an easy target to say it's a, a halloween ripoff but it it's it really is not original I don't feel like this. This is not a movie I'm sitting here and defending as like overly original. I'm just very much was like when I read all the critics at the Times reviews, I was just like, these people hate horror movies. Like they, yeah, this is lazy. Yeah, they're just lazy. Uh, But it it is, it is not very original. But it's got a ton going for it. It shot great. George Mahalka shot a, a, a really nice movie, and the the feel of like the the town and everything with everything decorated for valentines and stuff like that almost feels like this is the best type of hallmark movie where (laughs) yeah it's actually a murder nobody really goes all that in for valentine's day except for what is it valentine's bluff yes exactly which is a hallmark movie for sure about dude this uh, is their time like a, a marketing executive who is trying to have it all but then she has to go back to her hometown on valentine's day learn how to love valentine's day <laughs> i will say like that small town feel especially coming from you know jefferson city tennessee where we're right. from which was a little tiny mining town yeah mm-hmm. uh where it is a very small population very small dating pool everybody knows everybody sure. everybody goes to the same bar after they get off of work um, in our case, it would be Pop's place to shoot pool. <laughs> oh man! Well, there were bars there. Uh, you know, yeah. they'd go up to that one in Morristown. What was it, the club? Oh my gosh! Oh yeah, Angelo's. Angelo's. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, they could technically serve alcohol because it was a private club. And didn't Cowboys and the VFW too? Didn't Cowboys sell beer? Was that a thing? I believe so. That sounds right. Yes. But like this had that feel of you know where we grew up where everybody knows everybody everybody just wants to blow off steam after work so everybody goes to the same bar and everybody sings the same song to their fucking waitress who's a virgin oh what was up with that uh yeah the the guys in this it's it's an interesting thing where of course they're it's 1981 so they all look 30 but everybody in town refers to them as the kids the kids. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. I have huge questions about yeah. how old anybody in this movie is. Yeah, me too. So, like, I thought of it as like, oh, they're just being like asshole kids. But then it's like, but these people are too old to be the kids. <laughs> is it just that Clearly. the rest of the town is 80? I don't know. Like, I, I really have no answers for that because they, they do act like kids except they do go out and drink and they have full-time jobs working in a mine right. except that they are also all super horny and trying to find any place they can to get a makeout session in right which is <laughs> like, very childlike like or childlike i guess like teenager like but these they live in a small town they all have full-time jobs they probably have houses like i don't think go go home go home take the person that you want to kiss home i don't know i think to the mind 
fucking in the uh, the locker room of the mine <laughs> with all the dirty uh, miner outfits hanging above us. That sounds pretty steamy to me. The thing that's Ugh. interesting to me, and I want to get into this, is that this movie has a lot of like homoeroticism, especially that like shower scene and the the love triangle right? that's going on. That shower totally. scene. I was reading on IMDb, and it was specifically pointed out that all of the men were naked in that shower scene, even though none of them were shot below the waist. They didn't show it, but they had them drop trowel yeah. to make it more believable, I guess. Yeah, and it's a very, like, yeah, snapping each other with towels, talking about each other's dicks type of uh, situation that I've never been in personally. Have you? I haven't either. No. I mean, especially with the, the homeschool aspect. Like, yeah. I've never done the the public shower thing well, I, ever. That's one of those things I remember seeing in movies yeah. when I was a kid and being like, holy shit, people actually do that? Well, like, if I end up going to public school, I'm going to have to showered. Do that? I have publicly showered a whole lot. But I never have. It never turned into, uh, like, goosing each other and wrestling naked and talking about each other's dick size that's more grecian than canadian isn't it yeah. <laughs> it is i i and then the fact that yeah they like go down to the locker room to fuck it's like is this a sexual area to them like what's going on in this town that like what are they mining down there that's making these dudes so horny pussy pussy the pussy they're hitting the <laughs> pussy marks deep down in the shaft <laughs> <laughs> it seems to be that's how interested they are yeah. it's like party time let's go to the mine right. let's go back to work like that's the last place i would want to go to party right yeah absolutely i would not want to go back to work to party and to if that work is in the mine what yeah no fucking hundreds of feet underground what? where there could be explosions at any yeah, time they talk about no. methane and stuff and it's like and apparently that was for real like when they were shooting because yeah. they really, they really did the shoot in a mine and they when Impressive. they yeah when they had to like light scenes they had to be very careful to not use too many lights because build up a methane could cause explosions uh, that's fucking scary man yeah and not not a place you'd want to go get to drinking right i feel like you're drinking down in the mine easily could get lost or you know wind up like in any number of bad situations i just yeah these kids are crazy Mm-mm. dude the mines are a great setting for this the movie yeah, starts oh, off in the mine shaft uh-huh. with the uh, the guy getting his uh, his breather hose stroked by the sexy uh-huh. lady in the mine who I guess clocked into work with nothing on under her suit. Yeah, I don't understand what that opening scene is. I'm not sure either. I was going to ask you, like, was that Axel? Was that Harry? Who I... was that lady? Did anybody ever go looking for her? Yeah, because was that? If it was Axel, it feels like a... It feels like he hired a sex worker for like a fantasy of some sort. Because nobody, who the fuck was she? Right, nobody ever mentions this person dying. Like, Mm -mm, no, it never comes back. No, but although I will say, I do love that she had that like heart tattoo on her titty, and then the pickaxe like jams through it through the heart. Yeah, pretty cool. That is awesome. It is. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, even though the scene doesn't make a lot of sense, it kind of sets the vibe immediately because it's like you're in the uh, you know in the mine with like that real low lighting, but still everything's perfectly visible because mm-hmm. this is shot yeah. by a competent person. Uh, and and then like you know it it also sets up like who our killer is gonna be or what the killer looks like, you know. All that stuff is there, but it also just feels like it's gonna be a nightmare that somebody is like wakes up and is like, oh, oh the, my dad in the mine or whatever. Like it doesn't really connect to the rest of the film. No, no it is very very disconnected. It's not like that was the first murder in a string of a bunch. Like it's literally never mentioned again no. or explained. It feels very separate from the movie, but it is still pretty cool. And I, I do love having a lot of the, you know, horror scenes in this placed in this mine. Like I, I'm kind of claustrophobic. The idea of being down in a mine is already uh-huh. hellish to me anyway. Yeah, yeah. So I found those scenes very effective, very claustrophobic. Yeah, it is. A, it's, it's very uncomfortable. And like, you can tell that like the actors, uh, you know, are cold and stuff. Like it, you're in a mine. Like apparently it would take them over an hour to get, Holy just moly. down to the place to shoot like because you can't take everything all at once you can't take everyone all at once like damn so taking hours so you just get down there and just be sitting and waiting like getting cold and whatnot i well on the bright side though there was plenty of malt beer and ripe meat off the bone as we know <laughs> that's true they do have like Gimli told us <laughs> they have so much that you would expect in a mine uh they have moose head lager and they have uh food that they made in on a car engine <laughs> classy items classy, right yeah <laughs> oh man damn dude but yeah the mines like you were telling me some interesting stuff about yeah the shooting of that right that's, yeah it's just a, a funny little element here that um, it's so Canadian. Yeah, too. the the uh, Prince Colliery Mine in Sydney Mines, Nova Scotia, was that what they were going to use, and it had been closed for uh, like five years. And when the locals found out that they were going to use it, they went in to clean it up. So they cleaned up the mine, and Aww. apparently, director George Mahalka said it looked like a Disneyland mine. Like it looked like far too clean for a horror movie so they had to go <laughs> in and dirty it back up it to the up tune of like seventy five thousand dollars like, yeah. it was so much money to re-dirty the mines <laughs> that were already just ready to go perfectly and dirty anyway yeah. <laughs> I, mean, oh, I bet I, they were like oh sorry yeah sorry. i just imagine those people though who were like Oh, they're coming from Hollywood. Oh, well, you know, we should probably clean this up. We don't want them seeing it dirty, you know? Of course, right. <laughs> oh, it's adorable. So, yeah. yeah I, bless their hearts. I think that uh, the, the fact that they used an actual mine is great. Like, I, I understand, of course, the dangers in that and the fact that you don't have to. Um, but when you're shooting on a huge or a very small budget and, you know... This isn't the type of thing where you you have a studio where you can just build a mine set. It's it's 
probably the best option and nobody got hurt so it's i i'm glad that they did it because i love the shots of them like coming down on the uh the little like tram thing where yeah, like yeah man the, little donkey kong country mine car yeah and, and like the shots are like so great because i feel I, it feels like they have the camera moving up the mine while it's coming toward and it's, it's like very kind of disorienting because all you can see is the light on their faces and stuff. Mm-hmm. I love those shots and all those scenes. It, it's very dark, but you can still make out details. Oh, it yeah. It is impressive. Uh-huh. The lighting and everything that they did is very great. convincing. It really yeah. makes you feel like you're there and not just watching a movie Absolutely. set because it's not a movie set. Yeah. And so, yeah, while, yeah, it's probably not necessary to shoot your movie about a mine in a mine. Uh, I'm glad we have that. I mean, it's probably one of the the highlights of the movie is is just all the ways that they light those shots in the mine are just so gorgeous. And I mean, everything you see on the surface, it's it's all shot perfectly well and looks great, and the colors are great, and like the film quality is is obviously just awesome because it it's even the stuff that we see in the unedited version with like the graininess and whatnot still looks better than a lot of stuff you see today. <laughs> like, yeah, no kidding. Right? Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. All that stuff is very effective. And that of course is especially highlighted with some of the kills, which as we said in the unrated version are far more gruesome. Yeah. I will say, dude, there's some very creative, very brutal kills. I mean, considering that the, you know, in a lot of people's opinion, the proto, you know, slasher halloween was 1978 this is three years later uh-huh. and the kills in this are actually way more brutal yeah way more brutal and than halloween i that's why i think that friday the 13th is much more of an influence on yeah. this because yeah. tom savini's kills in friday the 13th Stepped are much more brutal and these are on par with that i yeah. think like in some cases more so man. yeah that, that scene with the uh the guy that's playing the prank with the like fake miner that you know comes out of the door with right. the pickaxe, uh-huh. dude. When the actual killer jumps out and pickaxes him through, like under, under the chin, chin, through the eye socket, yeah. Oh, that's and it so pops good. His eyeball out yes. and drags him from under the chin yeah. like a fucking bowling ball. Like it is fucking ferocious it's really brutal i really love that moment i had one major problem with that scene though the rule of threes guys they have him open the door four times he loves that prank he can't get enough right yeah like the if if he had had like the first time and then the second time then he starts to walk away and he's like nah i just want to do it again then he opens it and then he gets killed that's perfect uh I also, uh, I need to open this beer because it is perfect for this movie. This Uh is Ale Smith Brewing Company. This is a small batch hoppy red ale called My Bloody Valentine. It couldn't be more perfect. Right? 6.66% alcohol. Oh, shit. (laughs) That's badass. Yes. I I don't know if you have any Ale Smith there out of uh, San Diego, but things i've had from i want to say that i have i want to say that I've ha- i have had some ale smith beers before um a good red ale can be interesting yeah this is really good the hops yeah. in it especially like because it's got like a kind of creamy backbone to it mm-hmm. but then the hoppiness uh really makes it like 
I don't know. You're right with a red ale. So it's, it can be hit or miss. And this, I think, is really saved by the hops. That mm. that really makes it kind of more caramely. I, I don't know how that works. Like, how do you take a kind of bitter hop and it adds a caramel character to it? But it, it's tasty as hell. I had an uncle what had a creamy backbone. They yeah. described it as scoliosis. Right, yeah, that's what they call it down, down there. But up here we call it a creamy backbone, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That sounds nicer than scoliosis. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what I'll say? 100% Ale Smith's My Bloody Valentine is nicer than scoliosis. That's a great review. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty good? Yeah, it's, it is really good. This is This is very drinkable noise oh you know what a nice drink that i had recently that i was introduced to by uh by my drummer andy campbell mm-hmm. uh there on the boat one day we were having some midday beverages uh-huh. and he ordered us up a couple of godfathers you ever had a godfather no all you gotta do is uh-huh. mix up an equal quantity of a cheap scotch like maybe a doers or mm-hmm. like a johnny black label okay and an equal part of an amaretto. So your Disarona, your whatever, right? Stir okay. it over some ice. You know I'm not a Scotchman. Scotch is not for uh-huh. me. I like I a bourbon and a whiskey you. all day. I love my bissy, mm-hmm. but a scotch is not really for me. Man, it's very fucking delightful. Yeah. Now, I made one earlier tonight, and my wife, who loves the scotch, she had it, and she found it to be an abomination. Oh, she right. It. She condemned it. Condemned it. Wow. Now, they call it the Godfather, of course, because you drink it, and then you're just like, Buonasera, Buonasera. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. come yes. to me on this, the day of my my daughter's wedding. A beautiful child. <laughs> a masculine child. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Delicious. That sounds delicious. Yeah. Um, it's a good drink if you hate scotch. <laughs> we got to talk about, I guess, the central crew, though, here, because... I, I really want to talk They're about people, Steve. They Axel, are people. TJ, and Sarah. Because they, okay. they are Those the most are the core definable um, main characters. And we got TJ who left for the, the West to seek his fortune. And I guess uh, broke up with his gorgeous girlfriend to do that. And then uh, while he was gone, she got with Axel for reasons. We, yeah, because indeterminate. Uh, not yes. really sure what they are. She doesn't seem to like him at all, and not really. Not really mm-hmm. anything seemed to be likable. So she, uh, uh, J- TJ comes back into town. This throws a monkey wrench into everything because Sarah's still into TJ, and Axel, of course, is still into TJ, uh, and TJ still Obviously. into Axel, and TJ and Axel interact far more than TJ and Sarah or Axel and Sarah. They sure do. Yeah, a lot. and A whole lot. And, and TJ is really like, I don't know, he is always in every scene exuding energy toward either Axel or Sarah. But like he Seems is like exuding energy. Like that scene where like uh, Sarah is there with, with Axel and they're having fun and TJ is just staring. He's just over in the mm-hmm. corner, just staring and looking mad. And then Sarah starts to walk over toward him, and he immediately just turns and starts playing a game like he doesn't care. Like, he's so <laughs> fucking, like, prissy. He's just, like, yes. putting out so much 
uh i i was just very interested in what all this was like getting at with their right. relationship because tj's definitely into sarah but like he and axel have so many moments where it's like i think you're supposed to hate each other aren't you but you don't seem to but then you remember you're supposed to it's it's a very mm. interesting dynamic they've got going on and then everybody else totally is just agree. having a blast like everybody they else seem to be, yeah. they don't seem to have a care in the world at nope. all just these they just three. want to fucking jam harmonica solos and eat a bowl hot dog <laughs> oh, did that gross you out because like listen yes i like a hot dog i think boiling is probably the least interesting method right like somebody's it like it has to be i gotta boil to be. tube of meat for you mm. mm, is that the best way to do it really let's not let's is that not the best no <laughs> that is definitely the lessest way to cook up a dog right like yeah even even a microwave dog it'll at least get that you know i would agree it. with get that. that split you yeah know? yeah because it yeah at the very least you're you're not just getting a I, it's got to lose flavor i guess right in the boiling Ugh. right anyway Ugh. <laughs> but that that's i've scene, not seen a boiled dog since the early 80s right <laughs> that scene of the guy getting his his face shoved into the uh, hot dog water, uh, Limp Biscuit style. Of course. I was yeah. going to say Durst approved, yes. If you see the unedited bits, that, the makeup is awesome. Like, they really it's like show... It's very sleepaway camp. Yeah. yeah. They they do, like, three shots of it, like, up from under the, the boiling pot, you know? And each time his skin is progressively more like like coming off and stuff yeah so good like they pull out the 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 girls are like pulling the dogs out of the water later and then they're like ooh, there's this like boiled hunk of meat in here ooh, yeah and it's disgusting it is (laughs) it is disgusting i'll yeah i'll tell you what though it's real weird to be looking for specific boiled hunks of meat find one other boiled hunk of meat and go this one's gross that's fair you know (laughs) that's fair that was a single ingredient piece of boiled meat right (laughs) at the very least you know what it is There's some other heat source related death in here, man. A drier death? God damn. It's so brutal. It's so good. Like that one's nasty. It is. Yeah, you gotta see like if you've seen this movie before and never seen the unedited, you you know, you don't have to watch the full thing if you don't want to. You can just watch those scenes on YouTube and it's worth it. Like they they really do add a lot more uh gore to those moments and that that would be what this movie would have going for it because otherwise yeah it's kind of just a regular old whodunit slasher set on a holiday but Mm -hmm. the the effects and the way it shot really up it make it a little bit more special dude that body just tumbling around in that dryer when he opens it up and it's still like spinning a little bit that's fucking nasty. It really it looks is great. Yeah, it really is nasty. Uh, there, yeah. There's like, what else do we see? We see that the couple- shower head. Oh, kill. the I shower love. head kill. Oh, dude. Because like the shower head is just a very utilitarian, like kind of pinched off piece of metal right. that water sprays through, and our killer 
kind of Texas Chainsaw Massacres this this chick down there and just smashes the back of her head through this thing. Yeah. And then the water is like shooting out, out yeah. of her mouth. Yeah. It's fucking awesome, dude. It is. I mean, that is nasty. Yeah. There yeah, there's so many good moments that were cut out. And the I reason his head pops off. Woo. <laughs> that's true. A guy gets with the hung, noose fall. It's awesome. uh, from so high that yeah, the noose like just cuts his head off and it looks aw- and the blood sprays in the faces and stuff. It's, it's good, amazing. Man. Yeah. But like apparently there were a couple reasons that were you know supposedly why this was cut down so much number one they uh think it may have had to do with friday the 13th because the first friday the 13th got away with so much uh and and of course we do know that from other friday the 13th movies we know that the mpa always had it out for them after that first movie so sure that that could be it of course uh the other theory is that the death of john lennon had uh, no kidding increased uh, conversations about violent movies and that had led to some pressure to cut a lot of the violent gory scenes hmm yeah wow yeah i did not know that very interesting yeah so there's a couple reasons why we might not have gotten to see this much uh, gorier version but i feel like that added gore ups the movie a little bit it does definitely it does, make it man. more interesting because otherwise yeah there's not there's not anything i would say i, I love about it other than those gore Same. scenes <laughs> like i yeah, don't hate it totally but i don't love it those scenes add a lot to the movie man that that part there towards the end after we have the axle reveal uh-huh. and the mine like caves in on him uh-huh. and his arm is sticking out through the uh-huh. rock and homegirl goes and kind of like grabs onto it and holds his hand. Yeah. But behind the wall, he's severing his own arm, he's right. cutting his own arm off and she's holding onto it. Yeah. Holy fuck. Like for some reason that is just so twisted to me. It is. Yeah. It's awesome, it is. man. It's also, I hate they cut that. It's also an interesting, like, because again, like their the relationship between TJ, Sarah, and Axel is never fully worked out. Again, you know, TJ comes to Sarah and says basically, like, tells her, you know, I I didn't make it in the West, and I I really fucked up, and I love you, and she basically is like, I, I want to be with you too, and they are going, she's gonna tell Axel, but then of course they find out all this about Axel. But then she does still rush to hold his hand, even knowing he's the killer. Like, yeah, there's a lot of interesting stuff going on there. Like, I think that the the characterization of those three characters was really worked out in the script. Everything else was <laughs> probably much more like we'll just see what the actors are like and their character will be whatever. So you got Hollis with a little curly mustache and it's like, all right, he'll be a little bit silly or whatever. Uh, you know, I I think that the characters that were really worked out in the script are those three. But again, I'm still so, like, it's so up in the air at the end as to like where everybody stood with each other at that final moment. <laughs> like I, yeah, it is so weird for her to rush to grab his hand in that moment he has know, killed right? everybody she knows 
Yeah. Like. Yeah. But she does. She does. And she just seems so ambivalent toward him up to this moment. I just, yeah, I, I really was intrigued by that, but also just see that, like, the rest of the script doesn't provide that same level of characterization for... No, not really. You know, no. other than we know that Chief Newbie has a thing for the laundromat lady. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's a little element, I guess, that's there. Man, I found that ending to be super ominous. Like, yeah. The tone of the movie hadn't really been all that dark exactly right you know there's some brutal stuff in there but i wouldn't say that it's been like a very dark movie per se but when it gets to the end and he's trapped behind this collapsed wall and axel has cut his own arm off right (laughs) and he starts laughing maniacally and Uh does that like be my bloody valentine line and then he just shuffles off into the darkness and that's the end of the movie like that was so up there with like another Canadian slasher, Black Christmas, to yeah. me, where it ends with the fucking body in the attic and the phone ringing, and, like, the guy got away with it. Like, they didn't get the guy. Yeah. It's so ominous to me. And it's interesting that both of those don't have sequels, even though, like, there's an obvious, like, sequel bait ending. It's yeah. It's almost, like... Unresolved. Better that it's unresolved in any way, right? Like, that makes it more... It, it makes it much more menacing at the end. It's it does, like, oh, man. this guy just got away. Whoa. Well, and that's that's like my theory too. Is I think that this is delving deep into the the Canadian psyche uh-huh. of the true horror of if a Mountie doesn't indeed get his man. Like I don't think there's anything <laughs> scarier to a Canadian. And both those movies go right there. It's like, oh, he didn't get his man after all, did he? Sorry. Oh, oh sorry. Oh. Oh. <laughs> We're good at Canadian I think that's accents. what they're getting at. Totally. <laughs> totally good at it. Yeah, I, I think I think that um yeah, that that ending it, it the fact that there isn't a sequel. Like I could see somebody watching that ending and being like, "Uh, sequel bait." But the fact that here we are, you know, 43 years later and there's no sequel, it's just like, "Oh, Oh, so he just got away. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. I and I'm sure they probably had planned for sequels, but they didn't get them. So <laughs> that makes the ending all the more ominous. Well, we did get another movie much later on mm-hmm. that at least had a 3D titty. It did have a 3D titty. Um this is this is something I had to watch this and I realized while watching it we had done it on a screaming chat. And on the screaming chat, I had had just enough fun with it because, yeah, there's a long scene where a woman is completely nude. That's cool. Um, except that watching it again, I was like, oh, this is the least sexy scene of all time. And then no. I found out that the screenwriter is the guy in the scene. And I was like, well, mm. what is what was that production meeting like? like yeah. Oh, you guys it should be me. I don't think any other actor should have to do this, you know, show his ass on camera. I guess I'll do it. I'll fall on that grenade. Right. <laughs> Hmm. Anyway. That is a little sus, isn't it? Right. But that does have Jensen Ackles. And, uh, you know, w- while watching it, it, I can see why people would have a fun time making fun of it or whatever. It's definitely not on par with this, where it's obviously like really good filmmaking. Because, you know, it was the 3D movie, the 2009 one. But they yep. literally do every 3D trick 
which is kind of like admirable. You know, they're not just going back to the well for the same trick over and over. They're doing all the the tricks you can do. So that's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. I remember we watched that in theaters whenever Uh it came out. And um, I hadn't seen the original. I just saw it for the first time. Right. You know, a day or two before I left for the cruise. So I didn't have any frame of reference. I don't really remember anything about it, honestly. Uh, it's it's basically the same story updated. Um, and instead of, uh, you know, having the old people be the, you know, rest of the town, the young people are the cops and the whatnot. So mm-hmm. um, TJ is um the sheriff and he's played by Kerr Smith from Final Destination and uh yeah so it's it's a little bit like but it does have an opening bit with Tom Atkinson Tom Atkins sorry Ooh. Atkinson <laughs> Tom Atkinson <laughs> is the Tom Atkins uh, impressionist that I'm going to hire for my movie uh, okay no, Tom Atkins is is in the opening, but it's also like every scene with Tom Atkins, it's like I get why you would want Tom Atkins to do this, but the only reason why you have these scenes is to have Tom Atkins in your movie. Like that's good enough for me, honestly. And that's not terrible. You're right. I do love Tom Atkins. So. But yeah, I I think that the the remake honestly is not as bad as the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Like okay. yeah, right. at least there's that. Yeah, right? it's not it's not to that degree. Um, and it it I don't know. Yeah, I'm not gonna sit and try to like come to its defense or anything because I am the one <laughs> saying it's not great. But it it definitely isn't the worst of those like 2000s remakes. Word man, you know one thing about this story that I did think was kind of odd. Okay. Um, and if it was in a Giallo movie, I wouldn't think twice about right. it. Because the setup for our killer being Axel in this is very Giallo. Axel, yeah. as mm-hmm. a kid, saw his father Get being killed murdered. by the original, yeah. Uh-huh. Right. And so that makes you a crazy person who wants to murder people. Right. If that was an Argento movie, I wouldn't think twice. I'd be like, yes, that does make sense to Dario Argento, uh-huh. for sure. Space alien Dario uh, Argento. Yes, exactly. But in this movie, it's like, it's a super small town. Everybody knows about these murders. But at the same time, it was this huge reveal that, like, Axel's dad was killed by the killer that right. killed people in this place 20 years ago. <laughs> Everybody's, like, surprised? Like, you yeah, wouldn't have Yeah, like, you wouldn't known have that? known that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah that seems a little odd to me. It's pretty dumb. Well, apparently, on set, Nobody knew who the killer was. Like, none of the actors did, supposedly, uh, which was, you know, meant to be, I guess, kind of scream-like so that everybody plays the role as though they could be the killer. Um, That's kind of cool. And that is cool. Uh, But they kind of messed it up when they had uh, Neil Affleck, who played Axel Palmer. And I'm saying Neil Affleck, so I don't say Neil Affleck and then just have to wonder if he's related to ben affleck even though his name spelled exactly the same but i didn't see any connection (laughs) anyway he they brought him in early uh to have a cast made of his arm so he was pretty sure he was the killer because the killer was gonna be cutting off their arm in the final scene (laughs) 
<laughs> well, yeah. that does kind of spell it out, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. A little spoiler right there for sure. Yeah. Uh, soundtrack and this is dope. I like the soundtrack a lot. Like the well, okay. I take that back. There's some soundtrack I like. There's some soundtrack I don't like. The okay. orchestral stuff is very suspenseful and uh, very intense. And then that's intercut with just like random. It's the '70s. Everybody loves country western sounds. So uh-huh. here's some bluegrassy banjo and honky tonky sounding shit for no right. reason. Yeah, I care less for that. Yeah, I thought I thought that uh, that scene where they're leaving the mine, and for some reason Hollis's pants are not all the way up, and another guy no. tries to pull them down. What is going yeah. on with these guys? Uh, I thought that the bluegrass worked perfect in that scene, though. Like bunch of goofins. Yeah, a bunch of goofing. Yeah, exactly. I thought that time it worked fine. Man, uh, those guys have some of the worst cars to have in an icy Nova Scotia winter. Man, they're all driving like <laughs> muscle cars and shit. Sure, <laughs> probably yeah. good for cooking on, but not good for driving on. Yeah, that's it. That they probably have their driving car back at home. These are cooking Man, I, cars. Here's, here's the thing. If and they went and remade this movie now, in Biden's age, uh-huh. what you're talking about a whole bunch of people out here at the windmill mines. They're out there harvesting wind all day, uh-huh. and then what are they gonna do? They're gonna go out there and uh, cook their athletic green shakes uh-huh. on the engine block of their Priuses yeah. what are they doing that, you yeah. can't make this movie now yeah, yeah that's right you couldn't make my bloody valentine today because <laughs> of those reasons yeah because woke because of woke goddamn woke, woke won't let you make blo- my bloody valentine Mm-mm, you try cooking a hungry man on a prius <laughs> lib liberal i don't i you know what you're right i don't want to try that that does sound they have an engine right like it's part gas so it's got to heat up somewhat (laughs) you're gonna have a cold ass hungry man meal though oh man you gotta have a hungry they meal heated up on the block damn damn woke they took my hungry man meal i needed it to say man oh shit <laughs> um i also do like the setting of valentine's day with all the hearts and shit i mean the the hearts and the candy yeah. boxes and all that that's pretty yeah. brutal and cool yeah I, I like i like everything they did to just make it valentine'sy like the the town decorations and stuff and the party decorations i think that's all perfect because like it's a flimsy premise that they're using of course to cash in on the success of uh you know uh black christmas and and halloween and friday the 13th but they make it work like they make you go like okay yeah i'm i don't think watching this at all it never enters my head like oh they're just cashing in on a cheesy premise because they do it fine they do Mm -hmm. it okay it doesn't bother me that you know it's just another holiday movie I, it's like watching Blood Rage and being like, this doesn't have to be Thanksgiving. Like, oh, shut up. Right. It, it is, and it it's cool. It could just be Sunday dinner. It no, could it be, be but this is Thanksgiving, and it's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally agree. If this movie was just Mining Town Massacre, it would not be as interesting, right? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, the, the Valentine's element adds something to it, and they do a good job with it without making it, 
you know, too much. Like the kids want to have a party. It's not about Valentine's. They're just kids. They want to have a party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Totally, man. Yeah. There's there's good stuff in here. It's okay. I think that it just would have been better if I had a Laurie Strode in here. Oh it, yeah. It's like they watched they watched the success of Halloween, and they were like, "Oh, it's because there's kids getting murdered," and it's like, "Well." We like kind Lori. Of. Yeah, Lori Lori is very like relatable. I also care. Yeah. You know, like I, I care about this kid. Yeah. I, I don't want this kid to get murdered and she has friends that are very well, I believable. Feel th- I feel that way about Sarah and Patty, uh, at the end. I think that Patty and uh Sarah I mean, not that Sarah gets to do anything when she's with uh T J or Axel. Mm-mm. But when she, it's her and Patty in the mind later on she becomes the like strong one and stuff that's when they're kind of like kind of trying to make us root for her but they didn't do that the whole time which is what yeah what you're talking about where it's she's no laurie strode and that yeah that hurts the movie is it we're we're not with her the whole time she's not showing us like you know, if she really just like told both TJ and Axel to fuck off, that would that would be the the Laurie Strode move. I feel like it would be much stronger for her to tell these two guys who, because like, even though she loves TJ or whatever, like he's being shitty to her. Oh, Axel yeah. is being shitty to her at that one point where he's like shaking her at the fucking party. Like, what the fuck? Like, that one dude fucking kidnaps that girl. TJ. Yeah, <laughs> TJ kidnaps like, Sarah. And of course, like... <laughs> That's I, bad. <laughs> it is bad. It is bad. Uh, and the actress plays it in a way where she clearly thought through, like, well, how does how would I make this so that this isn't bad? She plays it like she was... She doesn't want to do this, but she doesn't. She does, actually. Like, but the whole scene I was watching and I was being like, this is fucked. Like, if you did yeah. this, I don't care if they do like you, what you're doing is fucked up. You know, it's got me thinking, though, about how with this movie, rather than trying to make us loyal to a particular character and make us care about a particular character, it did have to go the route of the whodunit, where it's like yeah. anybody could be the killer. I yeah. wonder who it could be the entire time. It makes me wonder what Halloween would have been like. Like with Halloween, you know who the killer is. It's Michael. And Myers. I love that. And you that's know. that is to me why Halloween is the the dominant slasher yeah. of this period. Because yeah. I don't love a who done it and Halloween doesn't even try. Halloween's just like, no. here's the kid, here's him killing his sister. All right, he's gonna escape the mental institution and do Probably this. Probably gonna do more killing. Yeah. <laughs> Better watch out if you're these kids. Right? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't do the whodunit kind of angle, whereas this really sticks to it, maybe to its own detriment. Like, if we right. would have known all along who the killing was being uh, perpetrated by, maybe they could have invested that time in making us care about these characters right. rather we would than have making rooted, them vague and flimsy. We would root it for TJ. Like, they could have made TJ more of a, a character who like sees through axel you know yeah and, and like he's trying to save sarah but of course sarah's not listening to him because she thinks he just wants to get back with her like that definitely mm-hmm. would have been 
far more interesting. Like I'm saying, I like the weird triangle they got going on because I'm just so it's so ambiguous at the end as to like who was liking who and whatnot. But it would have been even better to just make it clearer. To just make it like, oh, Axel's the killer. Uh, Sarah doesn't trust TJ for good reason or whatever. Uh, but TJ is the good guy and we're supposed to root for him and Sarah and all that. Yeah, I, I think that would have improved the movie. Yeah, I agree, man. But as it is, it is just a slasher with some really flimsy characters that yeah. I can't find any depth to. I right. can't really relate to or root for any of them. Uh, it does have some good kills and some good shots going for it, but I can't say it thrills me a lot past that. I don't yeah. see this as being one that I will rewatch again and again. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it wasn't hard to watch it a, a few times for the show, but like, yeah, I, I don't know that I'll... It feels longer than it is. It does. It feels longer than, than an hour and a half, even though, it, and again, it doesn't feel terribly long it just feels like at times it drags too much especially like because like so we're told that the first day is thursday february 12th and a little bit happens on that day and then a ton happens on friday the 13th and then we come into the day of the party on this saturday and then not a lot happens there's a whole lot of like drama between sarah and axel and stuff but not a lot's happening for a good bit until we finally start getting the, you know, hot dog killed and the pipe kill and all that stuff. So, like, there's a yeah. little bit of time in there where it just drags a little much, it feels like. But, again, as you said, it's not it's not actually long. <laughs> it's only 90 minutes. But, yeah, yeah. I, I'm just not going to rush out to, to watch it again, I don't feel like. Totally, man. But I know a lot of people love it. I know old yeah. Quentin Tarantino loves he this movie. He does. Quentin Tarantino said that this is his favorite slasher. And, I, you know, I think a lot of the times he makes his statements for shock value. I think He's so. gotta. I it's think not that so. good. Like, you can't tell me this is better than Halloween. You can't. Right. Uh, and several other slashers. But I could say for sure it's not. it's not even close to the worst. Not even no. near the bottom of the pile. Like Mm-mm, this, no. this is really well done in the way it's shot. Like I keep going back to that because it's so perfectly well shot. And the the use of the like headlamps and stuff like that, I love all that, and it looks great, and the lighting's great. So that just elevates it real high above a lot of other kind of shitty slashers. But right when you really dig down past that and the gore, there's not a lot to it. Not a lot to it, right? Yeah. You got anything else uh, you want to point out about it? You want to go no, ahead and, I think I'm, and get I'm, on out the door? Celebrate yeah. a Valentine Day already. Right. I think it's time to rate. And, well, you know, I mean, as I said, it's it's good. It's not, it's not bad. I'm not in a rush to watch it again, but not because uh, it has anything terribly negative to it it's just meh it's kind of middle of the road kind of agree uh and and, uh, you know i i feel like you know uh my uh, my middle of the road movie which is autopsy of jane doe um i think that that movie is a better horror movie 
uh, like it actually like has a lot more tension throughout. I feel like this loses a lot of tension, but has great kills. Um, but I, I would say it's it's maybe on par in some ways. It might, in fact, be kind of very middle of the road itself. So I'm going to give it a five. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly where I was going to put it to for everything that you mentioned. Yeah. Like, there's great kills, mm-hmm. characters I don't really care about, right. good shots, yeah. not really a lot of story. I think five is about where I would land this in as well. Yeah. But I know that there's a lot of people that love this movie. Yeah, and uh, go for it. If you love it long time and you want to explain it to us, be sure to let us know over on our Facebook page, our Instagram page, all the pages where you can find us, our Angel Fire page. Oh, you guys yeah. can find the links uh-huh. to all those things using our link tree. Yeah, head on over there. Link tree forward slash dead and lovely. Uh, it's got, it's got all our links, including link to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely, where you can give us monies and you can hear Patreon exclusive episodes, including episodes of Ben's, uh, one man book club, uncle Ben's book club. You just did leech. I did. Yeah. I have not listened to that because I haven't read the book yet, but by the way, uh maybe I would be a lot closer to posting my next book review except that goddamn fucking tsa stole my copy of dead silence the sci-fi horror book i'm currently reading yeah so in the miami airport where we were flying back home Uh uh-huh um andy wood he was in front of me in the line and you know how it is every time you go through a fucking airport you play the tsa game yeah is it belts today is it shoes today are we Uh taking electronics out or not what are we doing what's the fucking right rules du and they jour. yell at you like you're supposed to know like you, you didn't read the handbook you don't you don't work at an airport and know how this works you idiot yeah god damn dude like i seriously think like the first question they ask if you work at an airport or for tsa the first question on the application is have you ever been through an airport if you answer no you get hired <laughs> yes. there's no way these fucking people have ever <laughs> flown before. right so sorry this is just total derail mini rant here but they they told Andy, who was in front of me, he was like, do I need to take my laptop out of my backpack? And they're like, no, just leave it in. Because uh-huh. I have. I've been through several airports lately yeah. where you just leave it in. Yeah, Leaving they're a Knoxville lot more was like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So only I did the exact same thing. I left my laptop in my backpack, which also had my book in it. And they pulled it out. They're like, oh, you know, what's going on here? Is this a laptop or whatever? I'm like, yeah, you can take it out. It doesn't matter. They pulled that out. I guess also pulled my book out and just fucking stole it or something. It oh. had like a fucking inscription in it from my wife because she got it for me for oh, Christmas. Oh, Jesus. So, fuck you, TSA. I'll never fucking get that back, you fucking dicks. Mm-hmm. Fuck you guys. Well, I mean, you shouldn't have, I feel like, cut out the middle and put a bunch of cocaine in it. I mean, that's my bookmark, dude. Well, no, I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. I'm just saying when you're going through an airport, it's probably not the best idea. Yeah, but how else are you supposed to keep your eyes open so you can read the next chapter of the book? Okay, you yeah, mark no, your place with a line, listen. you open it up, rip it, and then you have the energy to read and focus. I don't Duh. want to debate with you the merits of snorting cocaine and reading books because we both agree on this. It's the best. That's a Miami bookmark, dude. It's a Miami bookmark. That's <laughs> what it is. <laughs> Fuckers. Yeah, that sucks. But whenever I get a new copy, maybe I'll do a review of that. Yeah, it's been yeah. really good so far. That's awesome. Uh, and we, we will have that that critters uh, uh, hell rankers up 
uh we just have been so busy and haven't gotten to to do it yet so it's coming up don't worry and anyway, if you want to become a patron on $5 level, you get to submit a movie to the Smoker Bowl, and then we uh, draw from the Smoker Bowl, and we cover the movie that we draw from the Smoker Bowl, which we'll be doing in a couple weeks. Yeah, Head that's right. So maybe the next movie could be yours. And now that we're at this part of the episode, I realize we never decided what movie we're doing next week. Oh, no, <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, this is where we'll put in the intermission music from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. That's right. We already knew it in advance. Just fooling you. We're doing Candyman, the new one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Candyman 2021. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we seen this with a group of dead and lovelies who was down here for the, uh, the meetup. Yeah, meet twenty twenty first one huh? that we did in Knoxville. Yeah, and we'll we'll definitely do the the older Candyman sequels uh, at some point. It's really good. It, yeah, this this twenty twenty one. It's really good, and I I just really want to talk about it. So let's get to it. Yeah, let's get next to week it. we'll be talking about that on the next installment of. Dead and lovely, brought to you guys by Brotein. As mm-hmm. always, go out there and yep. get yourself some Brotein, some Brofu, mm-hmm. some uh, Probiotics, and of course, mm-hmm. the new and improved, now featuring a long hole through it, uh, yep. Broloni. Broloni, yeah. Long hole through it, so it doesn't look like a wiener. No, uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. It has something yeah. with a hole in it, like you might put a, a wiener in and of course you have to sing the official Broloni theme song my Broloni has a first name it's n-o-c-u-m my Broloni has a second name it's n-o-c-u-m yep that's the no come promise from your friends they, at Brotane. they really want you to know there's no coming I mean they seem very sure of it like they seem yeah, very set on it absolutely they're not hiding anything I don't think. Anyway. Yeah. Well, tune in next time. Yeah. I'll be Uncle Ben. I'll be Hollywood Steve. We've been dead and lovely. Bye. Bye. I've had this idea going for a while that I really want to like go into a movie theater where it's just like me and one other person and I sit right down next to them, uh-huh. like all the open seats in the theater. I just sit down right next to them. And, you know, maybe as they're opening up their bag of M&Ms or whatever, mm-hmm. I remember that I brought my snack with me and I pull it out of my pocket and I, I like rattle it around and, you know, open it up and stuff. Uh, but it's just edible panties. Oh, you know? yeah. Just, <laughs> just a bag <laughs> just of Just having panties. them as a snack. Yeah, just just gnawing on them during the movie. The first thing and, and <laughs> about edible panties is that they are edible. All right. Yeah, it's a snack. Yeah, it's a snack. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fruit roll up that you can wear as underwear. <laughs> and and maybe I like ask the person like, "Would you want some?" <laughs> Offer to share. I'm not a jerk or That's a weirdo nice or nothing. Of you. Yeah, you don't want to hog all the panties. <laughs> I think it'd be fun. But it also got me thinking, too, about how I bet that those are, like, way out of vogue these days because so mm-hmm. many people's on that keto. You know what I mean? They can't be having no sugar and so on. <laughs> Keto's very popular in 2024. It's all people do.
Exactly. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> I think that for our carnivores, we got to make some jerky paintings. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. And uh, maybe for the the vegans, vegetarians, we make some out of the out of the chickpeas and MP panties. You know, <laughs> pea panties. <laughs> all right right all right i mean listen the the beef jerky panties sound like they would sell like wildfire like yeah sell like wildfire it's wildfire doesn't sell it just spreads it spreads a lot yeah, yeah. but we're yeah. gonna sell it like wildfire people ain't buying wildfire like i used to <laughs> people used to Not buy no wildfire like crazy mm-hmm. that's right now you can't even give it away it's a damn shame Kids don't even want to work right. for wildfire no more. No, uh-uh. But I sure would work for some edible paintings to Hell eat yeah. at the movie theater. <laughs> they should just have them at the front. You shouldn't have to bring your own. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Concession stand. 